listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following, the following journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Welcome back, everyone, to a sleepy, sleepy episode of Adulting Ain't Easy. Sometimes in life, adulting just gets really hard, and the case came true with this episode, which we, life got kind of ahead of us, and we didn't realize about scheduling until very last minute, so this is a very late recording of Adulting Ain't Easy, and we're actually recording from bed because we're very tired, and Liz is also very tired. Uh-huh. Liz has, like, got her hair up because she just got out of the shower and she's just laying in bed comfortably and she could fall asleep on this podcast. We really don't know. If I start making noises, I apologize. Because yeah. apparently I do that. <laughs> yeah, we. It's been, it's been an interesting week. And what we kind of want to talk about today is traveling. Because everyone does it and you do it a lot more as an adult. I've traveled a lot more in my current job than I've had probably for fun. I've probably traveled more for work. Work? Work. Uh, work, 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 work. Um, but yeah, so Liz and I recently went out east for a, my cousin's wedding. So we flew out to Baltimore, Maryland. Go Baltimore. Yeah, and we actually had a good... Like, we probably had... The flight out there was probably the best flight we've had. Mm-hmm. I would totally agree with I've, that I've ever been on. I mean, I've been flying since I was... I think my parents put me on a plane at like three months old. So definitely a nice smooth trip, and that's one thing that, like, it was one of those things. Like we had we had seats in the back of the plane, like last row, so right next to the bathroom, which some people don't like. I didn't mind it so much. So it was one of those ones where like no one pooped, so that was good. Yeah, it was it it was a we're going to Maryland, so it was like a under it was like an hour and no two hour flight. I think it was like an hour, closer to an hour and a half. Right, so it was... It, it was probably two hours all said and done, but it was an hour and a half in the air, I think. Yeah, so it wasn't too bad. We actually, um, since we were back to the plane, by the time we actually got got out, off the plane and got to baggage claim, our bag was there. So we had to, didn't have to wait for that, so it was basically door to door to door. So we got there, got right on our shuttle for the rental car, picked up our car, and then we're off our way to have our little fun day in Baltimore with all the sightseeing that went into that. What what was all the stuff that we saw in Baltimore that day? Uh, well, we tried to see all the Edgar Allan Poe stuff, but the problem with that is that there are still lots of sketchy areas in Baltimore. And originally, I had been told by a co-worker who had been done like the Baltimore, the D.C. kind of area, and she was like, don't stop at the at Edgar Allan Poe's house. I'm like, oh, well, why the hell not? And she said it was a super bad area. Literally, her family got out of this car and then 
there are some kind of like hoodlums hanging around and made her uncomfortable and I was like once we actually got there it kind of um definitely saw why I was a little nervous about driving around there but it was still cool to see it would have been nice to go in but I was uncomfortable leaving the car because you know if we would have left and came back we probably wouldn't have had any of our tires I don't think, I don't think it was quite that bad it was a yeah, but it, it was. like like I got a house it was it was a row house from a long time ago and since then the whole neighborhood's kind of gone downhill and it's also in the process of being uh was it gentrification is that what I they call know. it it's so like they're, they're building like a lot of so, so like the road going to it was under construction and all that and it was just I we, we kind of drove past it gave did a, just did a drive by and then swung around and got back on the main stretch and then i always think of like r- the rent situation if you ever seen the musical rent how like they're trying to to make this really nice and modern um modern complexes for like apartments and condos in an area that's very low income and things like that i always think of rent i don't know maybe i'm wrong about that but i've never seen rent so i would not know i know that's that's a movie that we still need to watch i'm so disappointed in you i know i know most of the songs from it because i was a show choir kid in high school so it happens but so we did like my offered gallon post up didn't really work out the house was kind of a bust there was like oh let's go to the grave and then the grave was literally it's fencing in a it was at a church on their grounds but it's behind a fence you're like you can basically just see it from the road you're like oh there it is and i can't get any closer well i mean i guess the church kind of fit a grail and poe kind of like his essence because it was a really creepy church mm-hmm. and it was very small and the graveyard was very small and like it it definitely made sense why he was there it just kind of stunk that we couldn't actually go in right we couldn't like see if there was any like whiskey bottles or rose left behind because the whole uh the guy who on his anniversary of his death always puts a I think it's whiskey. I mean, it's not whiskey. I mean, it's brandy? I don't know. Either way, he puts a bit of liquor out there and leaves, like, a rose. But apparently that stopped on, like, the, like, 100th anniversary of his... I can't remember what the anniversary was, but still pretty neat. Um, And then we also tried to... Oh, let's go to the library where a bunch of his old stuff is stored. But that library is being renovated, so... All the stuff was not there, so... We saw it through a window from an office... Some of the stuff, and it was... I'm, they, you literally could barely see it. Yeah, it but, like, the whole... The adventure. Yeah, the, basically, that whole library that we went into was this gutted, and there was just a bunch of wood and construction-only access doors, and it was kind of a mess. So we got out of there and kind of went on our way. I think the most fun we had in Baltimore was actually going... There was a strip of bars near the... Well, there was the, the drinking side, and there was the historical side. But the drinking side was pretty neat that we... Um, Right near the Inner Harbor, there's a, a place called Fells Point, which has a lot of neat bars. And we went there originally because we went to the bar where supposedly Edgar Allan Poe had his last drink, which was called The Horse You Rode In On, right? Mm-hmm. The Horse You Rode In On, yeah. And so we went in there, and like where we were trying to find parking and stuff, we, there's like a bar or a bar and grill type place, like every other door. So it was pretty neat, that whole thing. It was like a cobblestone road, so we parked and... Went in there, had a drink, had an interesting conversation with the bartender, and got to learn all about what's been going on. And it was it was, it was a neat little thing. And the yeah, I had a good time. He kept having issues with the tap for whatever beer he was serving that I had because we were we were trying to on this trip we were trying to drink a lot of the local brews because 
stuff that we can't get in the Midwest. So we tried a couple stuff that like maybe not our cup of tea, just that they had available. Yeah. What was the one that you had? It was some IPA. Some IPA that I was like, I didn't really want, but he went through so much trouble to get it for me. I felt like obligated to keep to have like another one, but he kept refilling it because it's like, oh, the the head's all messed up. I can go change it and I'll be so. It kept, like, topping it off and topping it off. So I had, like, two beers, or, like, two and a half beers for the price of one. And I'm like, I don't want any more beer now. And uh, so that was, I think I borrowed it. I think if we would have done it differently, we probably would have spent more time down there. Yeah. But what we did, like, agree. what we ended up doing before that, earlier in the day, we ended up going to Fort McHenry, which is in Baltimore. It's right off the, right off the harbor. And it's the... It was during the War of 1812, it was the big battle, and it, it's the origin of where Francis Scott Key saw the battle, and that's where he wrote the Star-Spangled Banner, and the National Anthem. The, and that's where the, the, the actual Star-Spangled Spangled Banner was actually, like, flown. Yeah, so, like, and we all, like, and so, like, we stood on the ramparts. Like, the ramparts we watched, like, we were on those ramparts for part of it, and the place is still in really good shape as soon as the national park service took it over they changed it up because i guess it was used in a lot of military ways since the war of 1812 it's it wasn't just kept as a museum piece it didn't get, become a museum piece until the early 1900s and then it was turned back into something for world war Two, and then back and now they've kind of tried to restore it back to its 1812 luster and it's really cool and i guess on like really nice days they actually flow a scale version of the flag that was flown and we actually also saw we'll kind of get into that later but we actually did see the the flag that was flown there also so we kind of got to complete that whole journey mm-hmm. because the original flag is stored at the museum of natural no, or uh, museum, museum of, of american um, history smithsonian's national museum of american history in dc because we did also did dc on this trip but kind of wrap, that was kind of how we we did that and then we did the bars and that was like how we wrapped up baltimore so we had to get back to more Frederick, Maryland, which, which I think the the non downtown of Frederick is kind of like the Midwest. It doesn't. Oh yeah. Very hill a hillier version of the Midwest. Like same kind of people. Same. It's like small town USA. You're like yeah. Oh, there's a big. There's a uh, there's a big. I don't know, like department slash whatever you want to call Walmart. Yeah. Basically, say like, oh, there's the huge Walmart. Yep, and, and then there's it's like, oh, hotels here's, here's and the, car dealerships, and yeah, here's the gas station. Oh, here's the one liquor store in the the, the yeah. next like three square miles. So you better get your liquor now. Because in Maryland, you can't buy. They don't sell liquor in grocery stores. So, or they don't sell things that maybe they don't sell liquor. And then there's you can get beer at certain liquor stores and everything else at other ones. So it's kind of a mess over there. So. Thank God we live in Illinois. Thank God. Yeah. We can get beer and wine and liquor anywhere. At Jewel. Yeah. And at six in the morning, which I found out one time. Woo. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic, I promise. Just, is just planning. Adulting. Yeah. But, so, so, but, like, we got to actually see some nice stuff, because after we had an authentic crab feast for uh, the Royal Dinner for my cousin's wedding, which was pretty cool. We got to have some of their their famous uh, blue crab. Mm-hmm. That was spicy and old bay. Blech. And I actually had uh, a local brewery there that I've, I've liked called Flying Dog. Actually has 
a beer that they make that has Old Bay in it that, yeah. that you, they brew specifically that you have that beer while having the crab. So I was like, oh, I have to do that. So I did it. It actually works, but I would never want to have that beer any other time. It's like, I think it's even like called like Old Bay or something or Old something. Old, yeah, I don't know what actually it was called, but had that. We also found another beer that's basically like, I feel like it's their Natty Light. Yeah, like Natty Light, Coral's Light type, or Bush Light. They're, oh, they're, Light. it's their regional domestic beer, essentially. And it's called uh, National Bohemian, or they call it Natty Bow. And I actually learned that it's pretty closely related to, well, it's made by Paps Brewing Company. So that kind of gives you where it came from. PBR, oh yeah. It's actually, wasn't bad. Like, we had that without knowing any of the origins. Like, we just tried it at one of the restaurants we were at in Baltimore, and I actually liked it, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the, the one of the waitress when I ordered a Natty Bow kind of laughed at me because I had no clue. From, from we, thought it was like a, we thought it was like a craft, like yeah, a, a nice... Yeah, like, oh, craft beer, great! No, it's, no, it's no. Basically, like, <laughs> it was like basically going to a nice restaurant ordering, like, a bush light. Yeah. But, I mean, it was good, and it's a little, like, winking man. It kind of looks like the Pringles dude on there. Yeah, he does. Except without the mustache. No, oh, he had a mustache, I think. No. Did he have a mustache? Oh, well. No. Either, either way, uh, so that was kind of interesting, and that was a big thing that, like, those Maryland people kept talking about was the Natty Bow, and still... We thought we were really cool. We're like, yeah, Natty, or Natural Bohemian. National That's Bohemian. So, or National Bohemian. We're like, yeah, this is a cool new beer, and now it's like, no, this is what everybody drinks. Yeah, like, so like, oh, Damn. well, that's probably why it tastes, because it's, it's very, a very decent beer, like, it doesn't... It's like having a Miller Lite. Bas- it's basically. That's East Coast Miller Lite. Yeah. So, we got to have... We did that and had, like, little crap. So, there was, like, corn and shrimp and all that. All really good stuff. And the weather... It was a lot of work. It was a, it, Crap feasts are a lot of work. Yeah, for a lot of work for very little meat. Like, I'd much rather have... Peel the shrimp, because at least you're getting a good chunk of meat out of it. It was still good, and you got to put, like, the... The sauces and stuff on it. And... Yeah, I... I enjoyed it, but yeah, definitely, like, I had three crabs and not a lot of meat. I probably had more meat and, like, two shrimp. Well, not really. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, it's a lot of work. You gotta, like, really gotta work it. It's much better to just have the crab legs, because the crab body doesn't have a whole lot of meat in it. Yeah, I don't know. I only ate maybe one crab. <laughs> I, I gave up. It was a lot of work, and I was getting too messy. And that corn on the cob is just, like, all that Old Bay was just like, oh my god, it's I so spicy. Like it. I did not like that. It was good. Like I, Old Bay is not... I'm like, keep, mm, that East Coast tradition, you can keep it East Coast. All the Old Bay it. on everything. I don't want it. I like my... I don't even know what I would compare Old Bay to with Chicago. Like, nothing. <sighs> Green, green, green relish. No, I have no idea. No, green relish is so much piccadilly or piccadilly or whatever the hell it's called. Relish that's so much better. I don't like sweet relish, but either way, yeah, it's 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 a little overdone on the spice. Mm -hmm. I do not like it. But like one that we really lucked out to is the weather. Kind of cooperated. I would not agree with that at all. It cooperated for the big stuff. For the, yes, for the important things that we are meant to be there for, yes. Like, it didn't rain, like, the Royal Center was, like, in, it was actually at an older actor's house. You put it up on the Airbnb, and then, like, um, my cousin's in-laws now, like, like, rented up and then, like, hired a caterer to do this crab feast. So, like, we were in, like, the house of a guy who was in, 
I think it was in. Do you remember the, the movies? French, the the French, French Connection. Connection. He, he's done a couple other odds I've ends. Never heard of Italian, before. older Italian uh, actor. Did a lot of old movies. Like kind of cool. Like we went through his house. Like in the basement, he has like his old uh, actor chairs, and he has his movie collection, which I dug into because I'm that person, and he has no he had no organization whatsoever. Just kind of like put him on the shelf, and I was like, oh, I just want to sit here and organize these, and he has like his. For your consideration from the award shows and stuff from the Tonys and all that stuff that he's done. And his wife was big into horse raising. Like, not horse raising. Uh, she just really liked horses, we so, think. So it was, like, it, was, it was on, like, a horse farm. So like, there was horses out back and there was horse stuff. And she also did stuff for the White House during the Reagan administration. So I had, like, pictures with Reagan and stuff. It was, it was an interesting little... It's kind of weird to be in someone's house like that, but... I guess that's the joys of Airbnb. Yeah, it was also kind of out of place because the decor of the house definitely made you feel like you were in, like, the Dakotas or, like, the Southwest. It, it was very... feel like you were in the East Coast But it was... But the house did fit the... The outside did. The outside, the outside inside. It was very much a big log cabin. And it probably, in the winter, when there's snow on the ground, it probably looks beautiful. Because, mm-hmm. like, it was literally, like, made of, like big wood like it looked like a log cabin like a very nice log cabin and like we were able to have the like it started pouring down rain towards the end of it and luckily it didn't rain like we were going up to it and it died down some while we were leaving it yeah we kind of we kind of looked out and then like saturday we went to the downtown frederick area which is really nice mm-hmm. not a lot of cool little shops and the restaurants would i like the curiosity shop because i got to go it was like it was like a very weird like tattoo but slash had like a bunch of weird shit there which was cool like you could and there like some of the stuff for like giraffe head like that some basically like, uh, shoulders like taxidermy, up yeah like a taxidermy giraffe head in the window shoulders up like they were asking like what twelve hundred dollars for no, it no 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 it was 12. like three thousand dollars for were, that and a lot of the stuff had price tags on it which was really interesting like they had like two-headed uh goat head and the steampunk two-headed goat yeah which like had like a it was like a mannequin body with a two-headed goat head on it yeah that was interesting steampunk dress i wanted to take a picture with it but andrew didn't let me i'm sorry well it's also because we're in a tattoo bar where, like people are like trying to get stuff done it was interesting mm-hmm. they also had like fun. little um someone like these taking these little like um like bees and stuff and like it glued on it was very like not even it was very steampunk if that makes Ask. any sense yeah it was like taking like nature and then adding like just that weird element like, of like fantasy and just steampunk like literally i can't even like could the, not even describe it to you other than just steampunk yeah there's a lot of steampunk stuff and like the the bird wing art stuff and yeah. with like german hair which was kind of weird yeah it was literally like human hair that was like in a shadow box it was very odd like i didn't know what to think of that it was like what what it was weird, but it was an experience, and it wasn't all like that. I mean, there were other things that we saw. Like, there were like typical like gift shops that you go in. And, yeah, they had little knickknacky things. I think the weirdest thing I saw there, though, I think was probably the the one headed pig baby in a jar. Oh, the pig fetus. Yeah, the pig, the one eyed pig fetus. Oh, the one eye. You said one headed. I'm like, well, sorry, oh, one head. Yeah. <laughs> so, but. We kind of did that. We kind of walked around. It was this nice little boardwalk, and it was like Labor Day, so there's a bunch of stuff. Not Labor Day. It was uh, the first of September, so there's kind of some fun stuff around Fist. there. We went to like a nice rooftop bar for lunch, and mm-hmm. 
We had a. I tried oysters on the half shell. And Liz. I didn't throw up. I was very surprised. Yeah, didn't hate it. It was just like it was just okay. I don't know. I don't like slimy stuff. It, but it was fine for mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah, and then we kind of had to get back it cleaned up because uh, my cousin's wedding was later that day. So, and it was hot. It was on a mountain. This was it Mount Sugarloaf Mountain? Sugarloaf Mountain. Because who? Th- no, no, it was sh- or was it Sugarloaf Manor? No, it was Sugarloaf Manor on the Strong Mansion. Yeah, Strong Mansion. So, so it's not beautiful mansion on the mountain, but it was like hot, humid. Hello, sorry. <laughs> My art cat decided that now is time to be known and is to sit right in front of the microphone. Um, but yeah, that was kind of interesting that we got to. It was my, but it was beautiful, but it was hot and humid, and I was in a light colored shirt and I started sweating because it was hot. And but I told you to wear something darker, but did you do it? Well, it was it was there was I was thinking light colors is going to keep me a little breezier, but yeah, it didn't help. But it didn't it didn't matter. Everyone else was hot and sweaty, so. And luckily, is like after the wedding, which was beautiful and all that, but I'm not really going to go into all that detail. But luckily, after that, once we were in the tent, because it was an outdoor wedding and an outdoor reception under like a big tent on a patio, it started, the storm decided to roll in and just dumped so much rain in such a short time that it, we had to, I had to kind of get into action to help close up the tent and I ended up getting soaked with water anyway, so it all worked out. Mm-hmm. And like the and it was nice. It was interesting mix of family and people I had no idea who they were and You got to meet the other cousins that she has. I did. I got to meet her her dad's uh nieces and nephews that I've never met before because why would I? So it was actually nice to get to know to meet them a little bit, but music was fine. Everything else kind of about the wedding was fine. It was and just we're, and since we're kind of in the midst of do our own wedding stuff it was a lot to take note of like oh well this we could i liked this i liked this i don't like this i would have done this differently i would have i would have really done a different dj or the food was fine but not great and all that so just all the stuff we were just taking note of and so yeah it was nice little ceremony i don't know if you have anything really else to say on it it was nice i'm just kind of stunk that it was thunderstorm yeah we've never been in a wedding in a thunderstorm before so that was kind of interesting and luckily like there was no and i was on my best behavior you were like there was no nothing no water really came in they wouldn't have to evacuate because that would have been a mess in itself to try and get people down the hill to their cars and then get down a mountain so yeah we would have been stuck we'd have probably gone inside the house and then waited it out probably if it got bad yeah, the only thing that was kind of disappointing, and I don't know if it was really under their control at all, but, like, that it ended at, like, literally the DJ, like, went to get the bride and groom, and he was like, all right, it's over. Last song. Last song. We're like, what? It's 10 p.m. It's 10 o'clock. And then they just kind of said, all right, bye. Yeah, I don't know if it, Okay, it, I guess we're going now. I don't know if it was the rule of the mansion, or rule of the mountain, maybe you can't be on the mountain after a certain time, I don't know. It was probably because I feel like most weddings wrap up around midnight, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm-hmm. Or that's when people start clearing out. And, like, we had people leave before that. Like, I know a lot of it, weather, older people. Like, my grandma, who's in her 90s, was, she was ready to go. Mm-hmm. By, like, 9 o'clock. By once, like, it was, like, the first, because we didn't actually, I don't think dinner actually ended until, like, 8.30 or so. No, I think it ended closer to 8. But still, 
the food was fine. They had prime rib and stuff, and like it was fine, but it like wasn't anything to write home about. It's kind of how we left it. Like it wasn't bad. It was just nothing special. Although I did like the Italian ice station. That was a nice little touch because, especially nice because it was hot. They had a little stand looked like one of those little beach sides. They had the umbrella and everything, and they were. Yeah, serving different flavors of Italian ice, and they just had it going the rest of the night, so you can go over there and get that. And oh yeah, and you know I was like the first one over there because <laughs> I was like, I was not. I'm not really much of like a dancing type person at weddings. I like to yeah, observe. Much so to I my was like, <laughs> so I was like, yay, Italian ice! I'm going over there and getting some right now. Yeah. And Andrew's like, well, wait, what about trying to find a song to dance to? Yeah, I, nope, I, nope, I, bye. Yeah, I, I. Went short of begging Liz to dance to some of these songs. I danced to maybe a song and a half. Song and a half. because And the one song that she would have danced to, I was not there for. Be- yeah, because you had to poop or something. No, I just was inside dealing yeah, with yeah, stuff. Yeah, And I, it's not myself that I wanted to dance to like ten other songs that night that Liz was like, no, I don't want to dance to this song. Well, it no, was I don't want to like, dance to that song. I'm sorry. It was not... It- None of them, like, had... I feel like there has to be some sort of motivating song before a certain song... Like, certain songs that I have to, like, listen to before I I would, like, get into it. Like, boy band songs. Like, there's no way, like, out of the blue if, like, I heard, like, Bye 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 or something by NSYNC. Like, there's no way I would just, like, pop up and be like, oh, yeah, this is my jam. Like, no. No, well, no. I didn't... I didn't want to dance that. Like, but there was other songs. Like what? Name one. Cha-Cha Slide. I don't like the cha-cha slide. No. <laughs> but, like, there was... That I don't was know. The, o- the only line dancing song. If they would have done the Cupid Shuffle, that's more modern. Like, cha-cha slide is, like, I'm so done with it. Liz just is a little particular when it comes to <laughs> dancing music. I just can't dance. I'm a shoulder dancer, and that's so embarrassing. Well, I told Liz she doesn't have no excuse to dance the whole time at her wedding. Yeah, I'm gonna stand there. I'm, I'm going to dance around you. Yeah. Lovely. I'll just drink a lot. It'll be fine. No, you can't be too drunk. I do what I want. <laughs> All right. No, but... Whatever. Yeah, so... But it was it was fine, and then... Sunday, we got to spend the whole day in D.C. We didn't have to worry about... Which was also freaking hot. Oh, yeah, it was awful. Like, it was hot, it was packed, there was a lot of different people with a lot of different languages to kind of deal with and but we managed to see that makes you sound really insensitive there's a lot of people in a lot of languages well like like it wasn't bad like it was just but there's a lot of a lot of different languages i heard in one day Mm -hmm. like it was fine but it was just like a lot like very diverse it was a very diverse definitely set of tourists definitely more diverse than i thought it was gonna be I thought it was just going to be a lot of, like, oh, a lot of families that are, like, American families. Like, oh, we're going to go and, like, visit our national capital. Well, not exactly. I feel like there were a lot of people from different countries that decided to come as well. Right. Which, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like, if you're going to be coming from a foreign country to visit America, why not go to D.C.? But, I mean, I... There's there's other places I would probably want to go that are a little more exciting, but I mean DC was fun and it's good. I feel like every true blooded American should go there and yeah. see the sights and Yeah, I think that I would like to go back. There's which still I did not think I would be saying. I would I thought 
I would be like my father and be like, all right, I saw what I needed to see, and now I'm going to go. Now yeah. I don't have to come back ever again. We just got to go wait in line for the Natural History Museum. Oh, my God. No. That was such <laughs> a long line, and I'm not... For my first time being in D.C., I did not want to sit in line and wait. As much as I would have loved to see the Hope Diamond and all the fancy stuff that they have at the Natural History Museum and Air and Space and whatever... Those freaking lines were just so long, and I did not want to miss out on other things because I wanted to go see a couple exhibits. Really, we just go to the Field Museum if we really want to see stuff like that. True. But the Field Museum is just lovely. Yes, in Chicago, which, mm-hmm. if you're not from around there, definitely check it out next time you're in the area. Definitely worth seeing at least once. But yes, but, so we went to the much shorter line that was also just as exciting, which was the line for the American History Museum. Or Museum of American History. Yeah, I thought it was cool. We got to see a ton of different stuff. I really liked... I think it's a newer exhibit where they had all the first ladies, like, dresses. Like, different ones. I think it was mostly, like, their inauguration night. And they had all the pretty dresses. And it was cool. And they... Yeah, I I found that pretty neat. I also liked their... um, They had the one about, um, like, the voting and election. So they had a bunch of campaign stuff and all the stuff for voting and things that people had to their signs and buttons and very flyers odd. and Some stuff. Some of them were very weird. Like there was like that I feel like they were like maybe like stuffed people dolls of certain people. Uh, yeah. It was very creepy. Like I think there was one that was like Teddy Roosevelt's was really weird and I was just like I would Oh the, know there how was these... the cigar and mm-hmm. but like I think and it's updated rarely like they had stuff from the twenty sixteen election with Clinton and Trump, so they definitely keep that stuff updated. Like the same thing with the first lady thing. Like Melania Trump's, uh, her inauguration dress was on display there, and they had videos of them dancing and her wearing it and some of that. So definitely interesting to have to see how quick this Smithsonian's able to update with recent changes in the world or with the U.S. politics. The only thing that I was kind of sad that we didn't get to see, but I guess it makes sense, is that they're still working on the, I think, their uh, entertainment section of um, the American History Museum, because, what was it, a couple years ago that you donated in your mom's name to the restoration of the ruby slippers from Wizard of Oz, because Andrew's mom is, like, obsessed. Yeah, she's, she's a big fan of the Wizard of Oz and everything, and, yeah, I saw they were doing a, it was a, was it a GoFundMe? I think it was a GoFundMe for... So you could donate, like, X amount of dollars, and they'll, um... You can get some stuff, and, like, if you donate, like, a ton of money, you get, like, your name on the exhibit once it was completed, but, like, I had to see all the... But now, since I've done it, I get a lot of emails and stuff about how the restoration work is going, and... So it's kind of neat to see how much they're learning about these Drew Slippers that they do deep analysis on, but... Well, they also say that they found a second pair of ruby slippers. Yeah, that was recent news in the last couple weeks. So, there was another museum somewhere around the Midwest, actually. I think maybe out, maybe in could even been in Kansas. I don't know. <laughs> but there was a museum that had a set of ruby slippers on display that were like on loan from someone who bought them years ago. Someone who paid a lot of money, and they. They got stolen and then have been disappeared for the last, like, 13 years. Then they just turned up by the FBI and the FBI took them to the people of the Smithsonian since they've been working on those shoes for all this time and know every little detail just to make sure they're not fake. And actually they learned some interesting stuff about them. They actually learned that 
the the pair of ruby slippers that are at the Smithsonian now are not two of the same shoe. Like you wouldn't wear those two shoes together. They're two ruby slippers that were used in the film, but they're not matching pairs. But they found their those two shoes that they found from the other museum thing are the matching pairs. Like if you broke those up and switched them, those would be the matching sets. Like I think they said that they're like two C and two ba or something or whatever however their numbering system was but they had one of one and one of like one left and one right of two different sets of shoes that were used in the film so now they do have two matching sets which is kind of interesting i'd never noticed that before but that was a neat little part of that exhibit and it was nice that we were inside got to see a lot of stuff and enjoyed the air conditioning got to that was the only place that had well besides all the restaurants we went into but and the gift shops at the Mm -hmm. monuments the gift shops and the bathrooms. Also learned that I didn't really know this is that every monument has kind of an inner exhibit that has like stuff about the exhibit and random articles like, like the monument you mean? Yeah, the monument. They have like little like in the Lincoln Memorial and it's all usually right by the bathroom because I like, think all these exhibits at one point had to like redo their bathrooms because they didn't plan for the amount of people coming to them. So Usually in the basements or in the weird side room of the monument, there's the bathrooms, and then there's, like, a miniature exhibit, which has, like, stuff about how they made it, pictures, stuff to talk about, like, the Lincoln Memorial, once you're in the base there, you can see, um, kind of the, how the sculptor used, like, Lincoln's, uh, life mask and death mask and, uh, pictures and stuff to kind of sculpt the head and what they used for the rest of the of the memorial and how they had a bunch of different designs they wanted to use to kind of cap off between DC and the Potomac and all that and then same thing with like the Jefferson Memorial and all that so that was probably pretty neat to see because I didn't realize that at the time because I've only been to DC two other times and when we did that we didn't really do a ton of extra saying we tried to see a lot in the time and I really didn't remember it so yeah I feel like I'm just rambling but uh it was a neat little thing. And I think probably the best part of our DC trip was, even though we were, I was very stressed getting to that point, was probably our night tour that we did. Yes. The Capitol, what did they call it? Was it DC on foot? The Capitol Hill Ghost Tour. Capitol to- Hill Go- Ghost Tour. So we actually met on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol. Like, in the back. Like, I didn't, like I never really was that close to it. Like, in any trip I've ever been to DC, I've never been that close to the Capitol. And I've only been, this was my third time in like 15 years so but we actually like were on the grounds right there and we had this tour and we got to go pretty close to it and actually close enough you could see like the armed guards mm-hmm. like a security they've got quite a few security well don't they call them like capital police and then they they're have, capital police yeah like and they're literally people police that are specific to the capitol building and i think they had the same thing for like the library of congress that they're just for the Library of Congress and yeah. same. I don't, you know, I don't know about the Supreme Court building. They didn't say. Yeah, the, there's Capitol Police and then there's the DC Metro. So like Capitol Police are strictly Capitol Hill related. Like they're on the grounds near the White House. They're like the guy we saw when we were right for the White House who had the AK-47, the bulletproof vest, and would shoot anyone if you crossed this barrier. Yeah, that freaked me out. I did not like that. That was probably the part of DC that I did not like was that the fact that these guards were carrying around these huge guns that I've never seen in person before in my life. 
But that freaked me out. But I understand. Right. We live in a different age, and it's right and more necessary. It's I like guess. it's like we were talking to was it your grandparents. Mm-hmm. How they were in D.C. They could walk. They literally like. They had daily tours at the White House. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to go through hoops and you could just walk up to bounds. it. And yeah, and then the president would just walk out randomly and say hello. Like my grandparents got to meet JFK because they were happened to be on a tour of the White House, and it was still acceptable for like the pres the president could be there while you were touring it. Right. And so he just kind of walked out and said hi to the tour and like like and now we have and to and now it's like you have to jump through hoops to call your senator six months in advance to schedule maybe maybe schedule a tour uh, at the white house depending on if things you know if all the stars align and mercury's not in retrograde you can get (laughs) in yeah it was the same thing with the capitol too i mean you have to jump through all those hoops to even go on the inside and then there's certain parts of the capitol that even like congressmen and senators that have been there forever could not even get a tour of. No one can go inside the dome of the Capitol. The big thing, the most picturesque part, I actually got some really cool pictures of it that I'll probably throw up. On the outside. That I'll throw up on the socials. Like, and you can get, there are daily tours of like the Capitol Rotunda and stuff, but they book up fast. Like, I should have planned ahead for that because, yeah, there was no chance of us getting in there because they do, obviously do short tours regularly and then there's also like you could take the secret tunnel between the Capitol and the Library of Congress, which would have been fun to take, but that's... Yeah, but getting, getting back to our tour, we kind of learned a lot of little things about the Capitol we didn't know about things deep underground there, how there's a bunch of storage levels down on that, and how... Lots of ghost stuff. There's, like, a blood stain that's on, like, the steps on the house side of the For the Capitol. press, for the press area. Yeah, there's, like, this whole big story about... But- it was a little embellished because, yes, there are blood stains on the steps, but I was... The way it was told made it sound like there was, like, a pool of blood stain on there, but it's actually just, like, a few spots that could they're be... They're bigger... So they're, like... If you think of, like... This sounds really gross. Like, if you think of someone getting literally shot in the chest and laying face down... Or not face down, but, like, back down, and you see, like, the blood, go like, seeping so fast, like, no. It literally looked like someone maybe had a really bad nosebleed on there and that yeah. was kind of it. You know, like they cut their arm off. Like it didn't look that bad. It was just yeah. little, it was like four random brown stains on the steps. But apparently the ghost keeps it from getting cleaned away because apparently they tried everything to get But it's it probably, going. but that's one thing I liked about the tour guide. It was like, she put logic to it and then the ghost and everything it was like, Logically, it could be that just a very porous marble and this it's not going to come out. It's always going to be a hint of stain there. But we like to think it's ghosts. Mm-hmm. And, like, learning about how um, that uh, the black cat in the Capitol that predicts uh, the, like, national omen. tragedy. Yeah. This black omen cat, like, if you see it, like, cause I guess the whole story was... No, it's... Well, it's a demon cat. Demon cat. Like, the Capitol was at one point overrun with mice because, it, like, any big wooden city like mice are gonna infest it or you're gonna have a rodent problem so they decided to bring in cats and then after that then cats just kind of roam dc for that and their guess story was this uh one black cat that people see at night and it usually comes within a few days of a national tragedy well and it's not just like any cat it literally like 
according to some people, it's like it starts off like a normal cat and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it's like this monstrosity of like, I don't even know, like bigger than any big cat at a zoo or whatever. And it's just like. And then it jumps at you. It does. It, 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 it sees you as a target and then it disappears and you don't see it. And then usually, like a day or two later, some kind of natural tragedy. I think it predicted. The only two things that it didn't predict, they said it was like not, it was not around during 9-11 and something else and, but it's been pretty consistent. Yeah, like it predicted like, like the. Through different times. Did it say like it predicted period. like the 08 stock market yeah, issue? Yeah, the, the start. Housing crash. Yeah, the housing crash. Pearl um, Harbor. No, did it, did it, was no it Pearl that Har- wasn't Pearl Harbor. It was like. Something that had to do with World War Two and yeah. some other randoms. Yeah, but it was it was interesting and and like someone asked a question like, well, is it possible that like the cat was around but no one was there to see it? And they she said it was possible, but it's one of those things like you got to take a lot of these ghost stories with a grain of salt. A lot of it, I like the history side of things more than usually the ghost stuff, but it's still kind of fun to hear some of this and actually get up close and personal with some of these places, like sitting on the steps of the Supreme Court and. Sitting out in front of the Library of Congress and mm-hmm. and like places like you don't like I never really realized like that literally in the back like behind the Capitol is where the Library of Congress and the Supreme Court are. I guess I always thought they were somewhere else, so it's kind of interesting to see like that or how the Supreme Court used to be the old Capitol jail. No, yes, kind of. So like that's where like because it used to be a building, they just made it a jail because they had no place to put people and. Yeah, and like that's also like they hung where they hung the people who assassinated Lincoln. Was on yeah, it was the conspiracy like because I guess it wasn't just that John Wilkes Booth; it was multiple people yeah, that went and planned it, and so they all kind of suffered. And it's where they executed the first woman from, yeah. which is interesting. And it was because she was a part of that conspiracy, right? Wasn't it? She owned the boarding house and was, and they found out that she really was involved with it. It wasn't like. She didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Neat things you learn through this whole thing. Yeah. So enough about us rambling about DC. Because it's time for bed. It's time for... Liz is tired. I'm tired. So, um, just a quick wrap up. So, like, we talked about, like, originally this was holding about traveling and vacation stuff. It's mostly, like, a DC for squares type deal. It, 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 like. it, it evolved into a, our DC adventure. DC for squares. But before we wrap up, we really got to talk about, like, the worst part of our... Re- travel which was flying united well and it wasn't like it was the it, was it wasn't delayed. their it wasn't their fault uh, and all, like they made it worse but it wasn't their fault i mean most of it was not their fault but definitely united could have done things to ease the pain of right a long delay so like we we're flying back on labor day on monday whatever september 3rd whatever day that was and we had a normal flight out of Baltimore. It was like a 5 o'clock flight or something. 5.15. Supposed to be. So, we get back, I think it was, what, 2 o'clock? Yeah, I think we Just got- shy of 2 o'clock. We got, we returned our car to the shuttle to security because everything was still business as usual. We saw the National Zoo during the day and then drove into Baltimore to the airport and did all that. So, we returned our car, went through security, and by the time we got past the security gate... Lo and behold, our flight was delayed from 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh. And I was pissed. Because usually before they'll delay a flight, they'll send you a text or contact you and be like, hey, the flight's delayed. Like, if we would have known that 
half hour earlier, we would have still had the rental car and could be like, oh, I guess we can go bum around Baltimore for a few hours and then come back. Or called your aunt and said, hey, we've got some time. Let's get together there. Yeah, but no, we were stuck in an airport for five hours. And, what and then became six hours. Yeah. And what do you do when you've got nothing to do? Go Find to the, a bar and drink. Yeah. So we found <laughs> found a bar. Like we first like we roamed to see like what we could find. We found this bar called the Green Turtle, mm-hmm. which is a neat little bar. It's uh, they're also very um, pro conservation and recycling and all that. So yes, and what does that mean? Well, it means you get paper straws that suck. Yeah, they were they, they were the best paper the straws I've used. Yeah. They had, if, they had more staying power than most paper straws I've used in other places. Yeah, I would agree. The only thing that sucked is... I just I just can't deal with the squishy paper. It reminds me of, like, a spitball. <laughs> yeah, but it, like... So we end up hanging out there and making friends with another guy who was in the same boat as us and then waiting for our flight and going to sit there and then found out the flight... We were able to board at a certain time, but they weren't able to take off for another, like, half hour, 45 minutes. And then when we got there, we had to wait because, oh, guess what? The gate you're supposed to be on, the plane it hasn't left. The plane before you hasn't left. Wait there for 30 minutes. Oh, just kidding. We're going to find a different gate. I'm talking about when we landed in O'Hare. Yeah. Well, that was because what a lot of people who lived in the Middle know, like, the Chicago area, like, the northwest area of Chicago got hit with massive rain all weekend when we were away. Mm-hmm. And it involved O'Hare actually flooded partially. Like, runways were pretty wet. Water was seeping into O'Hare, into the basements, and all that. Like, all the flights going into O'Hare were delayed. So, like, when mm-hmm. we got to O'Hare, there was a queue of planes getting there. And then once we got to there, there was a mess of getting to our baggage claim and getting our bag. And then shuttles were a mess because everyone got into the O'Hare at, like, the same time. And so. there was a rush hour at 11 o'clock at night, which, like, never happened. Yeah, like, there was literally, like... It was felt like it was, like, 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock traffic trying to leave the airport. So, in essence, when we left would probably been the same amount of traffic as if we would have gotten there at 6 o'clock. When we should Versus have. when we were supposed to get there rather than at 11 o'clock. But we made it home, and then and then I was dead. And then we're, and and we've still been re, and we've still been recouping. Mm-hmm. But that's our fun. I'm sorry, the cat's trying to eat the microphone. Bad cat. Um, but I think that'll do it for adulting uses. We've talked for a bit. We've rambled for a bit. We're both tired. Liz is gonna fall asleep in the next three minutes. Hooray! Uh, so I think that'll do it for this week. I am Andrew. I'm Liz. This is DC for squares. DC for squares. <laughs> no, it's not. This is adulting ain't easy. Yeah. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Ciao. guys. Ciao.